What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast. On behalf of Baseline Times, this is Chevy. As always, you can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter, on Twitter and Instagram at Baseline Times. Make sure you follow us. And if you're listening to us, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can know when that new episode drops like this one today. As always, my co-hosts are in the building, Heat Nation. What's going on, Robbie and Gabe? What it do? What it do? We all feeling a little, uh, little richer today, like money. <laughs> Stimmy some rich. of these, uh, <laughs> Stimmy rich. That's how we do. NFL contracts are getting signed, and uh, you know, money's just going around in America these days. Oh, yeah. Everybody's been cramped up for so long; they got to store money everywhere. Where'd <laughs> go? Gabe, you said you saw a line of people at your local Walmart bruh, last night. Bruh, I mean, I went to Walmart at nighttime just to get a few items. And I walk in there, I see two people coming out with some 70-inch TVs. I'm like, come on. Like, Let's look, go. I'm, I'm not the one to tell you how to spend your money, but that's a waste of money. Well, they need a new TV, man. I mean, Mark I'm sure you had one already. You just want to upgrade your shit. But. <laughs> They're stimulating the economy. That's the point of a stimulus check, Gabe. Yeah, Gabe. That's true. That's true. Stimmy rich, baby. Stimmy rich. That's why we we all feel great. We all feel good, right? We all feel yeah. great. Uh, speaking of NBA moods, uh, Robbie, how, what's your NBA mood? Start off this podcast. Okay, guys. It's so funny because I came up with this NBA mood thinking of something that happened in the past, and then it ended up happening today. I don't know if you guys are watching the Clippers-Mavs game, but there was a part where Jeff Van Gundy, he was, like, talking, and then his cat jumped on his desk and started walking around in front of his face. And then mid-conversation, Jeff just grabs his cat and puts him back down. And that shit happened to me. It's happened to me before where, like, I'm in a Zoom meeting, and Kevin, the cat, jumps <laughs> on my desk and starts talking and he's on camera and it happened today he jumped into my lap and mm. he's like hanging he's like a shoulder cast so he likes to hang out on your shoulder and next thing you know he's turning his little face towards me and he's like rubbing his his face against my ear and like licking my ear and my boss is like having Sensual. this very he's mm. giving it's not se- whoa whoa Sensual. This is Sensual. This- this is my son, okay? Anyway, all of this shit is happening. I'm trying not to laugh because my boss is giving this speech about diversity and inclusion and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just sitting there, like, tr- just about to laugh. It was, it's funny. I mean, have y'all ever had, like, your kids jump into a Zoom meeting or your pets jump into a Zoom meeting? No. I've, I've had dogs bark in the background. I have to run to another room. But they understand because they know everyone else is also working from home. So right. Empathetic towards it. But I've had it happen multiple times. Man. Wow, Chevy, you've never had Colin just come running into your room or something like that? <laughs> Try to take your No, the, your the good part is that, yeah, the good part is we don't have, like, many Zoom meetings. But that's, that's, he's still a noisemaker, though. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's still a noisemaker in the background, but not, like, visually, thank God. Man, that's interesting. I must be the only one. I actually had one time I was in a in a zoom meeting and i was unmuted because i was about to say something but i was waiting for my boss to finish and next thing you know you hear it's freaking audio man belching (laughs) so my whole team heard (laughs) audio man belching it was great and they all noticed too they're like what was that i was like oh my god that was my boyfriend I feel like that lightens the mood because they know everyone is normal. Everyone has these mishaps. So I feel like that should lighten yeah. the mood, you know? <laughs> what can you do, like, in this world of uh, social distancing? Well, you know, that that's a good mood, though. That's that's perfect. That's spot on for you, Robbie. Spot on. Shout out to shout out to Kevin the Cat, man. Kevin the, the man cat. right there. Kevin okay. the Cat. By the way, um, I will go ahead with my mood. I, I feel like my mood is... One of my emerging uh, favorite players that I will probably watch a little bit more often now, and that is Mr. Zach Levine. Oh, okay, dude, he's money. He's money. He is. I was watching. He's money, dude. I, I, I just like to watch him and just how versatile of a player he is. Just pulling up for the three, boom, and then he just takes it to the hoop and just 
glides the ball in. I'm just like, man, Zach Levine is he's the man right now. So I'm actually gonna start watching the Chicago Bulls games because Zach Levine is the man just taking over games. He's money, so I'm feeling like money. Thank you, okay. let's check. <laughs> All right, so my money. Uh, my bad. Go go for it, go for it, sir. Come on, Gabriel. You have a mood. The moment we've been waiting for. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't hype me up. Um, so my mood is Kevin Porter Jr. Now, do you guys know who he is? Yes. Podcast. So he's he was out (laughs) in Cleveland, you know, because of his off the court issue. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. If you see him now, the boy is straight balling. He's come I, up. I will use the term money, but Chevy just stole it. But fuck it, I'm gonna use it anyway. No, nah, you can use it. He's been playing. We 30. all feeling like money. I feel like you know he's showing everybody. Look, aside from my personal demons, I can ball. I belong in this league. I'm gonna play on this shitty ass Houston Rockets team, and I'm gonna get my motherfucking money. So, Gabe, are you saying that getting... you're also the player that will throw food at coaches if you're upset? Hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Okay. There you go. So no question about it. Don't upset Gabe when there's food around. <laughs> but but the good thing about that is that I never get upset. So it takes a lot for that to happen. So you know, I'm happy go lucky most times. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't upset you at all, Gabe. What? Well, well, how could I possibly? Upset you? Yeah, you really can't trust me. It, it takes a lot to upset me. As my podcast mate, how can I upset you, brother? Couldn't word, do that to you. Word life. Word life. As much as. LeBron James will always dominate, and I'll brag about it. I couldn't upset you, right? Excuse me, where did he come from? We was talking about booze. <laughs> he doesn't belong in this conversation, so like, I don't know what's happening. <sighs> All right. Well, anyways, so um, we're we're in the midst of a very interesting time here, guys. So it's March Madness, and the NBA is a second thought. But we're still here to give you guys a show. Um here and uh you know i actually wanted to say one other thing too that's uh nba related because um you know i think we owe this to robbie on the podcast at this point because the utah jazz are, are contenders um you know what that's true <laughs> i mean they're contenders bro <laughs> robbie, we i'm watching down. these games we bow down bro we sorry and i mean i don't know bro they the the defense is ooh, it's serious it Jordan is. Carson, they're, they're running plays to him off the bench, and he's doing pretty well. So it's like <laughs> it's, they're actually a cohesive unit. So I'm like, okay, it, it yeah. is. And like, just watching them play defense, force a turnover, and just head down to the other end of the court and just turn that in. It's a conversion into some offense. It's mm-hmm. beautiful basketball to watch. So and they're doing it against really good teams. Uh, we watched the game against the Celtics. Um, mm-hmm. it was Tuesday night that just passed. Uh, you know, they, they had to uh, finish that one off to the end, but you got a guy that Donovan Mitchell to get hit shots. At, and, th- you know, this goes back to what we were talking about with Shaq, too. It's like, come on, man. Like, the, the, the man, the man's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I, and I'm going to always repeat, repetitively say this and repeat myself, is that Donovan Mitchell isn't doing anything crazy, uh, spectacular. Yeah. He's not scoring 30 points a game. He's just doing what he needs to do at the right time. So there yeah. it is, Robbie. Utah Jazz are contenders. Congratulations, Robbie. Take I didn't say they were going to win anything yet, but, you know, they're contenders. I'll put them up there. But like I said, I added in, like, they're actually surprisingly deep. I mean, they have uh, favors off the bench. They got Clarkson off the bench. Um, you got Bogdanovich. You got Ingles. So they have a good rotation of players. I mean, it's a regular season. Like I said, we'll see what happens in the postseason. But they can't be ignored uh, for now, at least. Shoot or pass. All right. It's time for shoot or pass. You guys know the drill. I will read a statement. If we agree with the statement, we will shoot. If we disagree with the statement, we will pass. First shooter pass. Draymond Green has a case for Defensive Player of the Year, and it should not be ignored. Robbie, shooter pass. Look, I know that Draymond Green fell last night. Who was it against? Christian Wood, right? Christian Wood kind of owned him on one shot. Put the wood on him. I know. (laughs) I mean, Christian Wood put the wood on Draymond Green last night. But you know what? That was one play. And you're right, Rob. You're right. He said it best himself. He said, listen, if we win more games and we climb the standings, I think there's no question that I'll be the defensive player of the year. 
Talk your shit, Dre, because I kind of agree. I'm going to say shoot. I think that Draymond Green does have a case. And while I don't think that he would win over Ben Simmons or Rudy Gobert, we've talked about the value that this man brings to the Warriors on both ends of the floor. It's very simple. The Warriors began the season 28th in defensive rating. And since Draymond made his season debut, they are fourth. In defensive rating. He just had a three-on-one defensive stop against the Jazz, who we just said are like the best team in the league this past weekend. <laughs> he had another one earlier this year this season against a Pacers team that at the time was really hot. Um I don't know. I I, I have to say that he definitely has a case. And you know what's funny? I read this uh comment on a Reddit thread that I thought was pretty accurate. And it said, a fast break isn't a fast break when it's Draymond on defense. Yeah, I'm going to say pass. You know, wow. I mean, it should and it, it can't be ignored because guess what? The Warriors are 3-12 and 12 against the top teams in the league. And when they lose, it's not just normal. It's bad. So, you know, other than the breakout game that Robbie mentioned about him going against the Jazz, hit the triple-double, you know, they just don't play well against good teams. I and mean, he's defined by his standards. He's missed quite a few games to injury as well. In a box score doesn't tell all the stats about what Draymond can do at the rim and his passing ability and all that stuff. But as of right now, according to the media, this is Ben Simmons' award to lose. So, and we know how that goes. If your team is doing well and you're performing better as a defensive player, you're most likely to win it. But like he said, if his team can put together some wins against quality teams, then yes, he will be in the running. But as of right now, no, you can pass on it for now. Now, we'll see what happens down the stretch. Now, Curry's out, uh, at least Friday. So, Draymond, Mr. Triple Single, Don, baby. Let's see what you got. Yeah, I mean, I got to pass because I feel like there are two other guys in front of him that I would vote first. And uh, one of those guys is definitely Rudy Gobert. I, I don't mind giving him the award again this year. Uh, our good friends, StopMuse.com, love that website, love their Twitter page. Um, best individual. Were you complaining about rating. them last week? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I referenced them last week. Put them on blast. Sure. You, you, you I definitely I, put I them on blast last week. <laughs> wow, what did I say about Stat Muse? You were, complaining. you were complaining, but go ahead, carry on. If shout out to recorded, our friends. I'm not saying. Shout out Dude. to our friends at Stat Muse. Stat we Muse? love you. Anyways. we definitely don't Anyways. complain about you. Only Chevy does. <laughs> I don't remember that. Anyways, <laughs> Rudy Gobert, <laughs> 7.3 points uh, on off defensive rating. Oh, that's the rating. I'm sorry. But basically what that means is that uh, that's a difference of points uh, that his team allows um, when he's on the floor. So uh, interestingly, ben, Stim ben Simmons is at a minus uh, 1.8. So that means his team allows fewer points when he sits. <laughs> so... Uh, his team is better with him off the floor. It's, it's not really a stat that can determine defensive player of the year. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But all, what I'm saying is that I think Rudy Gobert just meets the criteria across the board. There, that's one of the stats to point out individually for him. His team, obviously, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA with the Utah Jazz, although the Los Angeles Lakers rank amongst number one, and they teeter-tot between the Jazz, whatever, as the games and weeks go by. LeBron James sits at 5.8 with that rating, so he's mm -hmm, the second-best mm -hmm. player. Come on, guys. Like, Are you throwing him guys. in the defensive player of the year conversation? Uh, Is that yeah, what we're doing right now? I'm, th I'm, I'm throwing wow. him over Draymond Green. Why can't we? We're throwing him over Draymond Green. So we're talking about Draymond okay. Green. So, okay. yeah, I'll throw him over Draymond Green. I'm just but you're saying. Not, but I'm you're not putting – I just want to be clear. You're not putting him over Ben Simmons or Rudy Gobert. I won't put him uh, over – Check this out, bro. LeBron is going I through won't the put, He's not over I won't, put, I won't put him over Rudy Gobert. Ben Simmons, mm, I have to look more into that. Wow, that's arguable. That that's controversial, right there. We got to clip that, that one. It is because I have uh, because I I like I want to see what things look like. I got to do a little more research, but I I, I think that's part of the Sixers' success too is 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 Embiid. You know, they the media's painting Ben Simmons. Man, come on, they got to stop this, bro. We got to stop this. We'll talk about the MVP next, but they've got to wow. stop this. Wow. You're telling me that Ben Simmons isn't suffocating the people he's defending? He is. He is. I'm he's just always been great defensively. It's offensively his problems. So. It's, I, he's a great defense. I think okay, it'll come down to. Okay, but that doesn't take into account when I, picking the defensive player of the year. No, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, okay. I just I, think that okay. Rudy Gobert right, should. Shady. 
still be considered. Like, he should be in the conversation. Rudy Gobert. I'm, I'm saying Rudy Gobert is Defensive Player of the Year to me right now. And he should be in the conversation of it. There's no, you know, oh, well, let's just talk about LeBron because he's older and he's doing this. And then let's talk about Ben Simmons only, like like Gabe alluded to. Like, no. Let's just give. Chevy, I, don't lie. Don't it. lie. You got LeBron winning every award in every category. <laughs> Finals I mean, MVP, D-Boy, rookie of the year, even though he's not a rookie. Look, he gets robbed of MVP almost every other year, every year at Hell, this point. Coach so. of the year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Six Executive men. of the year. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, he's not going to get that because he's got a great guy named Rob Palenka on his side. Okay, come on, you know LeBron. Don't the- hate the player, hate the game. Come on, come on. you don't. You don't think Rob Palenka is, is seeking advice from LeBron? Come on, sure. LeBron needs yeah, Rob, to win every guy, category. Bro. It's only right. You yep. think Rob Palenka needs that? Not yeah, to not either. to like not it's to get too off topic here, but. <laughs> No, but no, not no, not Draymond Green. I'm not. We're not having this conversation. I love Draymond, and I because I I, I said that the the uh, the Warriors need to finish top four and become a defensive team this year, and they're just not at that level. So I got to pass on this, and I'm praying and hoping that they do get to that point because they need. That's what they need defensively to get better at this rate because mm-hmm. we know the offense is there. You got Steph Curry. Draymond's a facilitator. But defensively, they got to get better. But no, I'm I'm not down. I put him in the conversation yet. Um, so we agree. Pass also. Word. Yeah. Um. But we can move on to the MVP here. Speaking of NBA awards, Jimmy Butler belongs in the MVP okay. conversation despite missing a substantial number of games at the start of the season. Shooter pass. Gabe, would you like to go first on sure. Mr. Butler? Sure. I'm not biased, so don't don't do this to me. But I'm gonna say. Uh, sh- what? Okay, so whenever let's go, baby, says, let's go. Make the case. <laughs> so, so whenever someone says they're in a discussion or a conversation, it's just a way of acknowledging what they've meant to the teams without actually considering them. So, will he actually win the award? Probably not, but he should. So, in Butler's case, he's put them on his back, and they've played much better, going ten and two in their last twelve games. And those, and and in those wins, they beat the Lakers and the Jazz, who were obviously hot at the time. So, some stats for Miami since he's been back. Over the last three and a half weeks, the Miami defense ranks in the top five in opponent effective field goal percentage, third, opponent free throw rate, fourth, and opponent turnover rate, second. So, they've climbed from 11 to fourth in the standings. I think they're still in fourth, even though they had a dud last night, I guess, in Memphis, but they kind of took them lightly. But with Jimmy Butler leading the charge, they're healthy at the right time, and we just got Ariza, who knows if he actually plays anytime soon. But they're going in the right direction. And this is all because of Jimmy Butler. He's been the one that's been putting him on his back when Bam was out a few games, you know, and just the rotation was a little wacky at times. He's been the one that's been carrying his team. So he definitely deserves to be in that conversation. Well, all right then. How about you, Heat Nation Part 2? <laughs> yes, Jimmy is the most valuable player on this Heat team. Gabe just threw a bunch of stats at you. They are, what, 16 and 7 since his return above 500. Fourth seed, I think, still in the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. Even though they, you know, he got owned by Jean Morant on that last play of the Grizzlies game last night. Bam, bad turnovers. It's obvious he has carried this team to a lot of those wins. He's doing it on both ends of the floor. Uh, The team has cut down on turnovers. Uh, which we reference as a huge problem for them to start the season. Um, They've been playing better, particularly on the defensive end, led by him. But look, I'm going to go pass because we have to be realists here. R-E-A-L-I-A. Yes. I can't can't spell realist anymore. (laughs) R-E-A-L-I-S. Fuck the T. (laughs) And look, if people out here, Gabe and Chevy, are out here arguing that Jokic shouldn't win MVP because the Nuggets aren't a top seed. We can't change that narrative for Jimmy Butler. There's like 10 more guys that are ahead of Jimmy right now in the MVP conversation. And I'm not saying that those things could change. I mean, Jimmy has been averaging 28 points per game coming back from the All-Star break. So if he keeps that up and the Heat keep climbing... Who knows, you know, maybe he will really get into that conversation. But 
I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit here. And I'm saying this as the person who had a meltdown on the mic a couple of weeks ago saying that the culture was crumbling before our very eyes. We got to be rational <laughs> here. Don't be irrational. <laughs> Shout out to the Heat, though. And, I, you know, I'm intrigued by this Trevor Ariza trade. Um, you know, 3 and D, man, that could score. We needed that. I mean, he's not Bay yep. Crowder, but hopefully he does some good for us. It's a good return for Myers Leonard, who is an idiot. Um, you know, mm. Sam Presti, he made out pretty well, too. He got his 35th draft pick to add to his arsenal. Uh, Trevor is That's a good crazy. fit. <laughs> fits into Spoh schemes, and he could potentially help take some of the load off of Jimmy and Bam. I know there's some concerns. He hasn't played in a while, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Let me just add one more quick thing in there. You know, Pat Riley loves these big, tall, lanky guys who can play defense and shoot threes. So now we have – well, first of all, what's up with Avery Bradley? I don't know what his deal is, but if he ever comes back, we got him. We got uh, older, older Iggy. Obviously, he's not who he used to be. And then you got Ariza. So we have a big perimeter defense, guys, that can actually, you know, help us out in the playoffs. So we, we got to see how it shakes out. But, you know, Pat loves these type of rugged veterans who can play defense and hit the three-ball. You know, good luck. Good luck in the future there in the Eastern Conference because um, it, it's looking ugly for some teams like Boston. I, I, I'll go magic. ahead and pass on this. Yeah, them too. Shots. Whatever. First of all, you know, we're not in this conversation. <laughs> You guys are the one in the conversation for contenders, so not us, not I. We're trying to. We're still struggling to <laughs> figure out identity. Like y'all, nah, y'all are uh, y'all are hosting a fire sale, which we'll get to later in the in the pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we'll get to that. But um, for the notion of this, guys, I, I'll pass on this, and and I'll be nice because it's really not Jimmy's fault. I like Jimmy Butler. I like I like the player. He's hard work. Blah 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 blah. blah. We've talked about this last season, Jimmy got hyped by D Wade. And I feel like this is how all this got started. First of all, well, this is what I would say about D Wade. You watched a man named LeBron James prepare, train, game plan, coach other players, etc., for four years as a teammate. Uh, try to partner with him in Cleveland. Um, then you played against him. You just know what the man does and, and he's playing at, at such a high level. And, and then his availability, his, uh, his, him and Jokic have been available this entire season. Joel and B up until the knee hyperextended knee has been available for the most part. Availability is a big thing. So uh, to to just oh yeah, let me just tweet Jimmy Butler should be in this conversation, bro. First of all, it's this is D Wade's fault that we're having this conversation. So I don't want to fault Jimmy Butler for it. I just don't think you put him in a conversation. Just at this point, availability, man. You played twenty seven out of the forty one games, uh, while other guys are taking their teams and putting them at the top. So. I think Gabe, this needs to go back to the guys who are, are leading their teams at the top to the top, you know, like Joel Embiid, LeBron James, uh, Jokic should lead his team to the top, in my opinion. Um, or maybe top four. We don't know what the season's gonna finish out like. So let's see. Let's still wait. Nuggets can make a run. I'm not mm-hmm. counting that out. Um, you know, Steph Curry can maybe emerge, get in the conversation, depending on how what the Warriors mm-hmm. do in the final stretch. There's, so those are three, four guys already that we are looking at. Although the Miami Heat might make a run, but are they going to catch Brooklyn? Are they going to catch Philadelphia? Probably not. That's just the way it's going to crumble down to it. But no, Jimmy, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm not putting him in the conversation this year for at all. And mention him as the MVP regardless. There's because you have LeBron guys. winning it. <laughs> actually i picked luca to win it but that's not gonna happen either yeah no nah, that's not gonna happen. That's shit <laughs> i mean same. i'm i'm willing i'm willing to say you know as of right now i'll crown joel and beat but he's got to get back in there um hopefully his injury is not that serious so it, and that depends you know he, so, he could possibly lose it so Chef, so so now that Embiid is out who is your front runner let's say if he's out for an extended period of time who takes over as a front runner I think that's the, I think that's the opening open ended question when it comes down. We look down the line, right? But I'm just saying, let's let's not like, let's not oversaturate the MVP race. Like, are we going to no, have a, a, a fucking ten list of guys? Like, yeah. no. Like, there's a, there's Vucevic is important to the Magic, but you could, I can make a case that he's MVP. Like, this is how ridiculous it gets sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's 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 crazy. Like, should Julius Randall be uh, mentioned as an MVP? You know, because look at the Knicks. So that I think it gets kind of crazy. No, no disrespect to Jimmy though. I think that at some point Jimmy's gonna do what Jimmy needs to do and get the Miami Heat 
at a place they need to be at, though. That's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not going to bet against that. It's just no for the MVP. And then let's think about it. Every time a player has a good string of games, Gabe, you want to bring out the last few games. Paul George had a good string of games in, in January. Was he the MVP? You know I what left, I'm saying? Last 12. 10 and, tw- 10 and 2, I'm just saying. You know, like, a string of games. It could be a string of games. String? What? what <laughs> a string that? of games. A string of games. 12 games, 3 games, <laughs> a string of games. To me, it's all the same. I'm just saying. An entire season. How about that? Let's have a conversation about that. I don't know. It's just, it, to me, it feels like whatever your your uh, criteria is, man. You know, like I said, R- Russ and, and Harden won this award back-to-back years, and their teams weren't the greatest teams, nor did they go very far in the playoffs, right? So it's possible for guys like that to win the MVP award, but. But like I said, like I, like I said, just by saying someone's in the conversation, it's just you acknowledging what they're doing for their team. It doesn't mean they'll actually win the award. You just want to show them love. And I feel that's what D Wade is doing. You know what I mean? He knows he won't actually win it. I D- just, no, here's the problem. D Wade well, needs to <laughs> just stick to whatever constructive um, criticism and advice and, and game breakdown on TNT. I think you're taking Dwayne Wade's comments a little to heart. <laughs> because everybody runs with it. Like it's, oh yeah, Jimmy Butler's That's not MP. Dwayne like, Wade's fault. That's the Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade is content. It's content. It's Dwayne Wade is the blame of this conversation. Yeah, but it's whack, and I don't. So I have my opinion. (laughs) Okay, well he has his opinion. You know what? Fuck it, Kelly Olynyk for MVP. (laughs) Give the Maple Dick the MVP award. He's played well. If we were to have a studs and duds (laughs) segment tonight, I would pick KO. I would. He is balling though. Yeah, I agree. He is balling, yeah. <laughs> though. I was surprised to see how much minutes. I was like, wow, you guys, like, almost 30 minutes a game one, one night. And like, he Damn. is balling, and he is being efficient, okay? For Jimmy once. is getting the ball to him, and he is doing things with it. Putting it in the hoop, I mean, not like other things. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, we, we gave the people a conversation, because we, pro- we did promise this conversation on Twitter about the MVP rate, so... We give him a good conversation. All right. It's whatever. No, Jimmy, I can't put you in the MVP conversation. Just can't do it. Can't do it. There's, there's better guys having better seasons and just available. That It is what it is. But uh, let's talk about um, first option guys here out of the rookies. Uh, LaMelo Ball may get more of the attention, but Anthony Edwards is a better first option guy than he is. Uh, Robbie, how do you feel about this? Shooter pass. I'm going to say pass. And, you know, this could very well change because Anthony Edwards has been turning it up lately. I mean, he had 34 Mm -hmm. points the other night versus Portland, 29 versus LeBron and the Lakers and that number one D, a slew of monster dunks that have hit up all the highlight reels that, you know, left. I'm sure left a lot of people wondering why he didn't participate in the dunk contest this year. But LaMelo has been performing well all season long. He's way more efficient, 45% from the field, 38% from three versus Edwards, who is 38 and a half from the field and 31.8 from three. And he's winning. If the Hornets make the playoffs, LaMelo is a, is a lock for rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Hands down, well, man. I'm going to say shoot because the question says, does Melo get more of attention? And is it, was the better first option, you know, Yes, Melo gets more attention because the team is actually fun to watch. And they're, I, feel, I think, a game or two above 500 also. And they're associated with Jordan in a positive way for once. Uh, Melo's also, he's a better playmaker. He's more flashy. He's dynamic. He's a better shooter, obviously. And like you mentioned, they have a better chance to make the playoffs. Unlike the Wolves, who are at the bottom of the division or actually the bottom of the league. But as she mentioned about his, his uh, points per game over the last few games, he's averaging 27.3 points per game in that span. And it was one game, I forgot which team they were playing, but Cap took a back seat. He was like, all right, young guy, just just take over. And for a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are pretty much starving for any type of talent, this is Edwards' time, you know, to really solidify himself as a, as a great young rookie and a great NBA player in the future. But um, definitely Melo should get more of the attention because the team is more fun to watch, like I said. But um, I feel like Edwards is starting to become – that go-to option on a team where they have Cat, who's been kind of, eh. I mean, I know Cat has been through a lot, obviously, where a lot of his family members died from COVID, and he's had it himself. 
So maybe he's not up to speed again. So that's why that was just getting a lot of attention on that roster. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna shoot with it. I say the Melo is get more attention. Yeah, with this here, what I gotta say is, um, I, I'm gonna pass on this though, just because, like, the Timberwolves are a complete like dumpster fires. I, I mean, I don't know what else you guys want to, um, or call them. It just it's sad. So whenever a guy go, you know, performs well in, in Minnesota right now, I don't know what to take as of it. You know, is, is it? <laughs> Look at Andrew Wiggins. You know. Uh, so that that's kind of like my point case. I'm not trying to, you know, hate, disrespect Minnesota or, or Wiggins too much, but I don't know yet. I, I, I think it's too early to tell. However, you know, with LaMelo, this Charlotte team is a little bit better this season, right, Gabe? Like you alluded to that. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's what matters is that, you know, when a rookie, you draft a guy, can he make an immediate impact? For, quite frankly, if he's the second option on the team, and, but he's still putting up the numbers, he's still performing well, shit, you know, at that point, you Lamella still got my vote, regardless of it being, you know, Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards being the second, um, or sorry, the first option on a Timberwolves team. I don't know, like the Timberwolves team is just weird, man. It's just a strange team to me. Have any of you guys watched the Timberwolves game this year at all? Not playing like the, not playing against the Heat, of course. Like just like one day, <laughs> let me just pull up and watch the Timberwolves. Like that's the no, point. It's like no, I haven't can't it's, find them. It's you know, and the biggest highlight they have is 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 the Edwards dunk, really. You know, no disrespect again. I I just don't see uh, that being much of a conversation. I think undisputedly, Lamella Ball is the rookie of the year. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are kind of surprising me a little bit because they're. I mean, their record, yeah, they're twenty nineteen currently sitting fifth place in the Eastern Conference. I mean, the Eastern Conference looks kind of whack, but I mean. Nobody expected us. I don't think we even expected the Charlotte Hornets to get that far up in the standings. Maybe play in tournament, and that's partially due to LaMelo Ball. All right, the NBA is hosting a big fire sale across the league, and everyone, unfortunately, on the Orlando Magic roster is up for grabs. (laughs) We're talking about the NBA trade deadline. Coming up next week, March 25th, 3 p.m. Eastern time, uh, we're going to go ahead and play our version of Mary Fuck Kill with the potential trade targets. Of course, our infamous dribble, dunk, or flop. Uh, we'll go through and pick a player position. And if we've got a team destination for them as well, we'll share that too. And Gabe, since you spent a good amount of time uh, playing with the trade machine, I'm excited for this one here. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, dunk is your top choice. Dribble, runner-up, flop is your odd men out uh of course we can always pull a game and trade a trade prospect here i guess uh we'll list these by categories of positions as mentioned here we'll start with the backcourts uh robbie who's your dunk dribble or flop for the backcourt players on this trade deadline next week also worth noting that's i'm sure some of the guys that we pick may be buyout candidates too their teams may decide just to fucking buy them out but anyway um, I'm going to flop on Kyle Lowry, not because I don't think he would be a good get or anything. Um, he's apparently garnered interest from the Clippers who could really use him, but I don't know if they have the assets to beg to give back to the Raptors. Uh, they've also gotten interest from the Sixers, um, who would probably have to unload on young pieces like Matisse Tybel or Shake Milton and give up a draft pick to get him or the Heat. Um, I think Toronto keeps him. Um, he's got that thirty and a half million dollar salary, um, and he's thirty five years old. Uh, I'm also gonna go ahead and flop on Lonzo. I know that you know, for a while there we were like, uh, you know, Pelicans may want to unload on him, but he's been playing pretty well and. While his value has probably never been higher, I think the Pelicans are going to opt to keep him along with Zion and, B- and B.I. for now. Uh, my dribble, I'm going to say Rudy Gay and J.J. Redick. Uh, just because I'm like, I'm really tired of talking about Victor Oladipo. <laughs> um, these guys are older guys. Obviously, they can't do what they did when they were younger, but you know, they're still good shooters who can potentially help out a contender in a smaller in, in a small role. Um, and then I'm dunking with a, a new name that I saw come up within the last couple of days, Spencer Dinwiddie. I know he's hurt and would be useless this season, but he's still a good player. 
Um, he's got that $12.3 million player option for next season. So any team acquiring him right now is doing so with the intention of signing him to a new deal. And uh, you know who's got the money to do that? The Miami Heat. Mm. Mm, that's a good pickup if they can get him. I don't mind that at all, actually. Mm. Let's do it. Well, I guess so do the Pistons, but we're just going to scrap that part out and stick to the Miami Heat. I mean, you picking the Pistons over the Heat, you deserve to be slapped the hell up because <laughs> it's just a terrible decision. Bad business decision right there on your part. But, uh, yeah. Well, GM Gabe, <laughs> give us your breakdown. I uh, like that name. Trade machine. GM Gabe. GM Gabe. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. He's a macro player, right? I know he plays power for us sometimes in that wacky-ass Spurs rotation shit, but he's a macro player to me. He's a, he's a two-guard. Um, basically, he hasn't evolved. I keep saying this podcast after podcast after podcast. The guy's no good, so he's out. Depot, we miss this guy every single podcast as well. I, I feel like Depot, he doesn't belong on any team at, at the moment. I don't know what team his style actually fits. Um, he's with the Rockets. Obviously, that's a dumpster fire. Before that, uh, I couldn't even tell you the team he was with before that because he's been so inactive. But, um, you know, I mean, he can help a contender, but are you really trading for him? He's already declined. Extensions everywhere. I don't know if he's worth the trouble. So those are my runner-ups. And my dunk is Lowry. Um, but now it's been reported that he's staying with the Raptors, so that kind of kills this shit. But anyways, <laughs> he's great defensively. So he's older, but the, the guy can still ball. He looks a little heavy. I don't know if he's gained weight because of the pandemic, but you can still, you know, use this guy in multiple ways. That All was right. beautiful, Gabriel. Yeah. Thank you. GM Gabe, everybody. Thank you very much. Gabe. Thank you. A very umucho. <laughs> um <laughs> with my dunk, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Victor Oladipo only because this guy, we, we talked about this last uh, show, is that he declined that two-year extension deal, right? Rumors were he didn't want to be an indie, although he said the opposite. They still traded him. Uh, it, it seemed like Houston was either going to trade him or buy him out, whatever the case. Well, I don't know. Um, I think that Houston isn't the next best choice for him. This is definitely not his settling point, so maybe he does go somewhere else. So if there you know, has to be a, a player that, that it's traded in the backcourt, players would be um Oladipo as a dunk for me the dribble is I, I picked Kyle Lowry before all this you know nonsense and news came out about them you know saying we're I, it's still, we're still a week away from the trade deadline he's got an ex- expiring contract right and uh, you know it was 30 and a half million you said Robbie so with that coming off the books um next at, at the end of this season you know that's he's becoming an unrestricted free agent um I think that's still an attractive reason to trade him should something pop up right for the Raptors and I think it depends on the direction they want to go because if they still trust and believe in him hey his his, his uh, contract expires at the end of the season they can you know give him a different deal think something a little bit more you know salary cap friendly for them and then improve their roster so again I think it all depends on the direction do they finish the season with this roster and say hey Kyle we still want you a part of this team well we gotta fix the pay on it or it's like all right man Peace. We gotta we gotta get something better for you and, and win now in, in this Eastern Conference. And that window for the Raptors kind of supposedly was closing, but with Boston looking the way they're looking, um, really it's just been Philly and Brooklyn up there, Milwaukee, uh, Miami's emerging too, guys. So yeah, I mean for the Raptors, and and they're not you know they're back and forth in and out of the play on tournament range, so that's a little scary. So I think you either figure out what you want to do this season um, with Lowry. And my flop on the backcourts has to go to uh, Lonzo Ball um, just to phase him out of this whole trade scenario. Like, no, like Lonzo Ball is having a turnaround of a season. Uh, The Pelicans are becoming a team that I want and I would like to watch more. Uh, Obviously, Zion, big, big Zion fan. Shout out Duke squad. It's not in the final four or will be going to the final four, I should say. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's a young team that is getting its experience right now. 
you know, I think it was a Tuesday night. They played in Portland. They had a big 15, 17 point. Lead. I can't remember what it was exactly. Then they lost the game by a point, right? So I think they're going to go through their trials and tribulations of the season, but they're coached really well. Um, they have to kind of face these little losses here and there, but I want them to make a push though and see what they can really do. But yeah, very good team uh, for the Pelicans there. Don't trade. Lonzo Ball, man. Believe and trust him. By the way, guys, did you hear that Lonzo, I'm sorry, LeVar Ball was on uh, ESPN Los Angeles show today saying that um, he doesn't want to see Zoe in New Orleans and that they should trade him? <laughs> like, That's bro. Cute. Of course he would. <laughs> <sighs> but how do you, like, I don't know, man. I don't know how Stan Gunny puts up with that shit, to be honest with you. But that's it for backwards for me. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about forwards here on the trading blog and, and the trading rumors. Uh, let's start with you again, Robbie. Dunk, dribble, or flop? All right, you want me to bring this back on the rails? Keep things in order here? Bring it. Give it. Give us some order here. Yes, All right, so I'm... Oh, well, I don't know if I'm no, very professional. That in, a, in a good way. Whatever. In a good way. So go ahead. <laughs> Anyways... Um, I'm flopping on DeMar DeRozan. Um, you know, DeMar the dinosaur is what Gabe likes to call him. Um, so I'm just flopping on him because I think he's still a key part of the Spurs starting five. He's their closer. Um, and the situation with him is unlike the situation that was with LaMarcus Aldridge, where LaMarcus was basically phased out over the course of the season before they eventually parted ways. They don't seem to be doing that with DeMar. Um, I'm dribbling on True. John Collins, a young and talented guy who is averaging close to 20 and 10. Um, he's not really a playmaker or the best defender. Um, he sees himself as a max player and he'd be a restricted free agent this summer, meaning he could walk away if the team he's traded to cannot match what he gets on an offer sheet elsewhere. Um, so he's essentially a bit of a risky trade. Um, Jackie McMullen did say that the Timberwolves were dying to get him. And I think that pairing him up with Carl Anthony. Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards would be fun to watch on the offensive end, but uh, they would essentially have like no defense on that team. Another option that is a dribble for me, I would say is Aaron Gordon, because he could potentially be that guy that could bring some defense to Minnesota. Um, I'm dunking on, I'm dunking on Harrison Barnes, Gabriel. I'm not GM Gabe, so I guess my opinions are not as good as his, but I'm dunking on Harrison Barnes. He's having the best overall season of his career. His trade value has never been higher. And his his best bet really to, would be to get the hell out of Sacktown ASAP. Um, yes. I think most of the rumors that we've all seen is having him going to Boston. Um, and listen, Boston is set up to be a big buyer here. They haven't made a move yet, but they really, really should make a move. Danny Ainge, we've talked about this before. They've got the money and the draft picks to play with and picking up Harrison Barnes, they wouldn't have to break up their core of the J bros, Kemba and Marcus smart to make it happen. He would be the guy that could provide some wing depth scoring playoff experience, and it wouldn't compromise their future too much. Um, so yeah, those are my picks. Very nice. Very nice. Gabe. I'll Forwards. keep it simple. Dribble flop. <laughs> So Doug was also Harrison Barnes for me. He's a perfect third option. But Boston, please, we hear this crap every single year. You're always in the game. You're always in the play. Stupid draft picks. You don't do shit with it. But Barnes is great. He's improved, like Robbie said. I actually like him. I, I wish the Heat would target him, but that's a pipe dream. But, uh, yeah, that's that. All right, I'm going to go to the flop. I'm going with Aaron Gordon, like I mentioned earlier, even though I blew up the format. Uh, he's a magic player. Simple as that. Um, he's like a poor man, a poor, poor man's Blake Griffin. I don't know why I'm trying him so hard like this, but um, he's definitely my flop. Um, of the runner up, John Collins as well. He's a great young player. He needs to improve on his defense because guys really have their way with him in the paint. Um, his rookie his rookie contract, I heard something about it. I heard it was something teams weren't looking forward to. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but John Collins will be my runner up. 
Wow, arm. look at Fair us enough. aligning a little bit look, here, look Gabriel. At look at you, Gabe. Um, forwards, I, I'm going to go ahead and echo on the the John Collins for the dunk. Um, and I, I feel like, yeah, I, he went for wants max money. If he's going to be troublesome to the locker room, just get him out of there, you know. Um, so you know, make make peace in Atlanta. They already look kind of ugly at first, but it's interesting because. The thing is, lately, they've won six games. They're 7-3 in their last 10. They're sitting at 500, sixth place in the East. So another team that I thought was more playoff uh, tournament bound, but they actually are making a run. Now, they can go south, you know, in another couple weeks, and things can look different. I agree. But for now, you know, um, they'll make a push. I I would say make a push to go try to get into the top six versus having to do the playoff tournament uh, or the playing tournament, excuse me. And uh, I'm actually going to go ahead on my dribble here. So, like, my runner-up, uh, I'm going to go with, with Aaron Gordon. Uh, I think it's just, as a Magic fan, it's just time to part with the guy you drafted and just just didn't work Aww, out. I think Chevy. that he's, <laughs> I think he's hit his peak, though, of talent. I mean, he can be a talented player. It's just that we're just not a franchise that takes players to the next level or help develop talent beyond what the talent is you see on the court, right? And so, um, you know, maybe he's he's better for a better situation. Um, so yeah, I think his time has expired here in Orlando. And then uh, I'm gonna uh, flop on Demar Derozan, Robbie. I love what you said here. I mean, since they really decided to part ways with Lamarcus Aldridge and have more of a sense of direction, this team looks pretty good. Um, a little sneaky team too. Um, looking at them, they're. 21 and 16, it's good enough to at least... I wouldn't be surprised if the Spurs lock a top six in the Western Conference, one of those spots up. Wow. It's really interesting. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying. I think it's really interesting, though, about the Spurs because I think we said they were a wildcard team because you just never know, right? You never know what they could do. Um, They were down about, I believe, 17, 19 points to the Bulls uh, last night. And came back and won that game. So, uh, you know, they are a team that you just can't sleep on. And DeMar DeRozan, obviously, is a part of that equation. So I got to flop on him being traded so far at the deadline. Um, let's talk about centers here. So we have a few centers that are in the, the trade talk here. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, obviously, is one of them. Um, Robbie, how about your centers? All right. So I got a flop on Nicola. Vucevic, Vucevic. Um, I know we've said it on previous podcasts. We've been chanting, scooch the Vooch, scooch the Vooch. He needs to get scooched. But I think Orlando <laughs> really wants to keep him, and it'd probably be tough to move him. Um, I'm dribbling on Andre Drummond, who could very well get a buyout. Um, but earlier today, I read that the Cavs are actively trying to trade him. Heard rumors. I uh, heard. I heard the name Norman Powell and the Raptors thrown in that in that conversation there about potential trades. Um, and if the trade doesn't happen, we know that the Lakers, the Nets, Knicks, Mavs, Wizards, Celtics uh, are interested. Um, he's like the hot ticket in town. I he's still a great rebounder, a great shot blocker, something that a lot of these teams need. Um, I mean, you think about. The Nets and the Mavs, I think that's pretty obvious. It looks like the Mark Gasol experiment doesn't seem to have been worked out as well as the Lakers thought it would for them. And maybe going to a team where he only has to really do those couple of things would suit him best because we know he's not a great decision maker or the most efficient shooter. Um, I'm not really dunking on anybody. A little underwhelmed by the big guys in the market right now. So mm-hmm. I put meh in my notes for dunk. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. It's a, kind of a dying position anyways, right? Exactly. That's fair. That's fair. How about you, Gabe? Well, I feel like, all right, for, so for dunks, for top choices, it depends on the team, right? So if you're the Lakers, a dunk will be white side or even getting JaVale McGee because for them, they need guys who can, you know, block shots at the rim, putbacks and stuff like that. But obviously, if we're talking overall talent on this shitty center list, um, I'm going to say Vucevic is probably your best option to trade for because he's a good third option, a best or or second perhaps. But he can't lead a team. Obviously, we've seen what he's done in Orlando. It's no fault of his own. It's just the culture. 
in that place. But if you really need a versatile big man, he should be the one you would take. So he will be my dunk. Uh, let's get to the flop right away. It's Marcus Aldridge. Just leave him alone. Just call him up, tell him to pack his bags and go home, and don't ever come back. Um, and the runner-up... Wise words from GM Gabe, everybody. You heard it here first. Pack your goddamn bags and go to fuck home, LaMarcus Aldridge. Wow, Gabe. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the dribble could be Andre Drummond because he still has game. He can actually run the floor, unlike the other bigs. Well, yeah, White Sox can run the floor. But, um, you know, he needs to develop an outside shot. That will be his biggest Achilles heel, obviously. But I feel like Drummond's not done, even though we know most centers nowadays in the NBA are pretty much jump shooters or, you know, guys who play out of the paint. I feel like Drummond's probably one of the few that can adapt to the new NBA. I agree. I agree. Um, I'll start off with my flop, me and Vooch, just to echo Robbie on that. Uh, that's how I had sorted out with the centers. I, I think we got a dunk on Andre Drummond um, going somewhere. Like you mentioned, Gabe, he's fitting in with the, this new style of game. And uh, I think he can help a team, uh, you know, wh- where he goes, wherever, wherever is beneficial to him to win at least because he is stuck in a losing situation most of his career here, obviously with the Pistons and the Cavaliers now. Uh, so I, I'll definitely dunk on that. Um, and then for me to dribble on LaMarcus Aldridge, whatever he's got left in the tank, um, I will. I'll give him a second chance game, okay, uh, or third chance <laughs> technically at this rate. Whatever different team he goes to, I wonder if I wonder if uh, Portland will pick him back up if he's bought out. I think that'd be Ooh. interesting. Yeah, wouldn't that really be interesting? Well, I actually, I, that's what that's what I would think should happen. But if they get if they get let's say if they get him back, right? He's gonna fuck up the whole flow. The way Dame can go in and out and McCollum and the shooters and the way they move the ball. Man, he's going to be a really slow cog in that system. I don't think they'll take him back. I think if... Unless he's if, off the bench, but he could be the man well, off the bench, but, you know. That's what I was going to say. I think that you, it's the best case scenario for him because it's LaMarcus Aldridge returning to familiar territory. So the patience, mm-hmm. the trust can be there versus, like, you go to an L.A. and there's, like, a higher expectation for you. Like, hey, like, you're under the bright lights next to LeBron and you're playing like shit. Like, what's up, bro? So, you know, I think for a guy in his situation, he should look at Portland if he's bought out and say, all right, like he's had a conversation saying he wouldn't mind going back there. You know, I mean, imagine if he didn't let leave. But yeah, his game just kind of just never really translated over um, to what it is now in the NBA. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. But you still got a team that could, could you know, could use him at least in, in the middle there. Hopefully he can get a little more quick you know uh, get a little more quicker than he is but uh because you're looking at Nurkic being out how much longer you know and he's I don't know can he stay healthy (laughs) it's like the the man can't stay healthy neither can LaMarcus Aldridge sometimes I feel like but we'll see though what the center is here Hassan Whiteside's interesting one man I don't know about him I'm not sure like where he only fits on the Lakers I feel like that's it there's nowhere else Defense. Yeah, he's got to be a little disciplined somewhere. Just know what your role is. Don't do too much. You'll win a championship, right? Rebound so, block shots. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I think he, him, like traditional centers, thinking Whiteside and Drummond are the two centers I would want to go after. That's realistic on the market out there, to be honest with you. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know, man. Just a dying breed. JaVale McGee. Would you any of you guys take JaVale McGee? I mean, he's got three rings, guys. He's got, he's got championship well, experience. He will fit the Lakers if any place because, like I said, that's the one thing they don't have is big guys who can run the floor and rebound and block shots other than Anthony Davis. But once I mean, he, he just left the there. Real quick, I think it's worth talking about. What do you guys think about uh, the P.J. Tucker pickup by the Bucks? Hmm. What? Okay. Chef, really? I think I like I like it for them. I think it's I a lot. I think it's a a lot better of a pickup than what they've been doing at the trade deadlines and free agency. So I will say that. I mean, it's not I a mean, bad pickup. It's just not a super game changer, in my opinion. Okay, but think about that that lineup of Drew Holiday, PJ, mm-hmm. Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Dante DiVincenzo. That's a nice little closing lineup. 
Yeah, I guess he plays well small ball, obviously, for his size. But what if they go big? Then he's because it made me sick watching, like, um, what's what's this guy's name? Uh, Bledsoe, throw, yeah, just throw up threes and break them and be open. Um, there was West Matthews was there at some point, right? So yeah. for me, he fills in that little role where it's the same role you just need. Just be there to get the ball at, in the corner three and defend. Lopez doing the same thing, like shooting threes as well. He's a lot taller. I mean, yeah, but would you rather have a Lopez or you rather have a small ball lineup with Giannis okay, you at the five and then PJ Tucker? Yeah, and PJ Tucker could play the four. I I like it. I like it for them. To be honest with you, I do. I I think it's a, I think it's a better move now for them, mm-hmm. and and at the right time because they can get him in, let him get acclimated with the team, uh, and push for a playoff push. And hey, hopefully, maybe they can compete. You know, and and give make some noise against Brooklyn there in the second seed. You know, they're they're really neck and neck in in the seeding there. They're half a game behind the, the net, so. You know, if if the Nets start to say, well, we want to rest guys here and there, and the Milwaukee Bucks say, well, we're going to play out the season, you're looking at the Milwaukee Bucks being your second seed versus the Nets. So maybe you're going to be wrong, Gabe. I well, mean, the Embiid will take his lunch, so we know that for sure. They're probably not going to beat the Nets in the playoff series, but I think that this does kind of set them up better. And, I mean, they got rid of DJ Augustin, who couldn't buy a bucket, was not a good fit. <laughs> they got him because he killed him that one game in the playoffs. He's like, if we Cry can't beat over. you, you will join us. <laughs> and DJ Augustin was like, psych. Nope. See you later. So. Oh, man. Yeah, he just needed to move on, though. I feel bad. Now he's going to, he's going to Houston. <laughs> oh. uh, back to the trenches. Poor guy. Somebody, somebody had trade for him, probably. We'll see. Hopefully. Huh? He's still a good, decent, serviceable. Like mm. a point guard, but uh, no, it's a good, it's a good pickup for for Milwaukee. I think it's um, I'm pleased, I'm pleased. I think uh, Miami too, though. I can't, we can't ignore Trevor Ariza. Yep. That's a good pickup. Yep. Um, um, so, is, but yeah, it's a good pickup. You look, yeah, all you need is get him, get him in the game shape by the playoffs. He he'll do what he needs to do, and um, because we Portland missed him last year, you know, he didn't go into the bubble, so mm-hmm. uh, right. I, I think that um, the and I he think was playing well the for right them, thing. so yeah. And apparently, I forgot where I read this or heard this, but I feel like someone in the Heat organization said that he was like in really, really good shape. That he had already been training in Miami. Um, nice. I think he's from Miami or something like that. So nice, Trevor Ariza, no, baby. No, I, I think like he's it. From LA, I think he's from. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I think he's. Hold from, on. Let me look name. this up because now it's. Yeah, look it up. Make sure he, he, he was born in. Gabe, man. Crazy Heat fan. Bro, born June thirtieth, nineteen eighty-five, in Miami. <laughs> he was born here. What? No way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, culture. He went to school. In, he went to school Cold in Los Angeles. We'll give you that. Sure. Oh, so the school in Los Angeles. Sure. That's where I got mixed Cold up. My bad. He did go to UCLA too. So. Yeah. yeah what, Yo, what, that's what's... crazy. He has played for like what eleven teams now. Mm-hmm. See, he went to high school that's in LA, so that's why I got mixed up. So, but when did he move to LA? I mean, he was born here, but I mean, you know, he was. Whatever. We're just kidding, game. Relax. I You're lost. Fine. Sorry, I lost. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say, what high school did he go to, man? Like, you know, he ain't go to Killian. He ain't go to Palmetto. You know, Southridge. Like, we, we know. We know. Where he from, though? You okay. know. What I mean? Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. You right. You was right. You was right, bro. You was right. <laughs> you was right. You was right, man. I was right. right. You guys got you guys got any shout outs t- this week? I have a call out. Um, well, not. It's more. It's more of a call of the nation to come together because this violence we've seen mm-hmm. recently yep. with the Asian yep. uh, massage parlors, like yep. this, we all know when this started. I don't even gotta mention the guy's name, but no. ever since he's been doing that, it's been happening, and it, I, I hate it. And I've seen so many terrible videos, which I hate watching, about all the violence against the Asian people and Asian community, and even Jeremy Lin is putting voice to it. The Atlanta Falcons kicker, Young Ku Ko, is also talking about it. Like, like we gotta stop this. It, it's, it's not right. I hate seeing the video. I hate when anybody's being bullied, bullied or targeted. It's just it sucks. And and it, what the, the, the most fucked up part about it is that 
the other side, they kind of condone it. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're oh, not saying God. terrible. They're they're just on board with it. Like, okay, well, this is the new norm. No, he was having a bad day. Uh, I'm sorry, and I hate but the if, they do that. They do that all the time with white people. I'm not trying to be racist. If one of us, if yeah. one of us, and we're all minorities, and we've talked about this, if one of us was having a bad day, and we targeted yeah. four massage parlors, all owned by Asian Americans, and exactly. shot them up, we would be mm-hmm. fucking dead. We would be but not dead. Only that, not only that, they'll bring up any negativity you've had in your past. But for this guy, oh, he's had a bad day. So, like, you see the double standard there. If it was some, if it was a black person or a minority person, oh, he has, he was bad in school or he had a juvie record. They'll find the worst possible mugshot or picture of you and use it. So that's just my whole thing. I'm, I'm sorry to get like political serious, but no, it, no, really no. I was actually taking my shout out in that direction too. I was gonna say a big fuck you to that asshole who did that, and and I'm not giving him any more attention than that. It's ridiculous, yeah. you know. We're it, we're it coming really is, up yeah. on on about a year since the Ahmad Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and uh, George Floyd situ- stuff that happened, among countless others situations that we've had, um, and we've learned nothing. The same shit keeps happening. Nothing. Yeah. The same shit yeah. keeps happening. Minorities keep getting targeted, if not by law enforcement, then by white people that are getting defended by law enforcement. And it's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Absolute it bullshit. Um, and speaking yeah, it, of cops, I'll I'll just jump in. I don't know, Chevy, you can jump in. Do your thing. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to jump into my little shout out. It kind of involves uh, uh, the wonderful work of law enforcement. Uh, Vanessa Bryant, girl, Ooh, yeah, she's been fighting in court to get the names of these asshole police officers who took pictures at the scene of the site where oh, Kobe man, and the other people perished and were sending pictures and showing these pictures off. Like there was one officer that went to a bar and was apparently showing pictures off of what he was saying was Kobe's and and Gianna's remains and showing it to bartenders at a bar and, and other patrons that were hearing about this. I'm sorry. What the fuck is this? I am happy that their names are out in public and they should get targeted for their bullshit because that is disgusting. They should not be working. The fact that they've been able to work up until this point is just it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I can't. I can't even say it better than you guys did. And you know, it's crazy because uh, you know I woke up the morning and it was Twitter was just blowing up with all the news. I just, like, I couldn't even like just comprehend. Really, I'm just like trying to. I'm just like, dude, this is this stuff is is ugly. This is ridiculous. This is you know, I'm just speechless. This is, you guys just put it very well to said. But um, yeah, we just obviously want to shout out to mm-hmm. everybody who's doing the right thing. And it seems like all of us, like all of a sudden, are going through all these inclusion trainings in the corporate world, which is weird to me. My my rant about that is that you know I I shouldn't have to go to my day job for me to learn about oh this is what cultural diversity is this is the what learning about no that shouldn't happen by you having to go to work and learn that because your job requires it that should just be a humane thing to just happen across the board like <laughs> I just don't mm. like why yeah. am I reading and understanding this you know like. Yeah, anyway, so, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, not only that, but, like, these trainings should be given to, like, the people up top that are the result of all the of The ones who did it the most, exactly. The what, it's, yeah. not, it's not even the ones who did it the most. It's, you know, if you think about a lot of these large companies, all their CEOs are, for the most part, rich white men, older mm-hmm. men, okay? Here and there, you'll see... A sprinkle of women but you know what really needs to happen is not just sending a bunch of emails pretending that you give a shit about diversity and inclusion and sending all these trainings out making us learn about diversity and inclusion when we are probably well su- better suited to handle situations like this than the people the executives up at top we need mm-hmm. to have minorities and women sitting having a seat at the table with these executives and making these decisions so that happens all of these trainings and all of these emails are bullshit to me and i'm not gonna pay attention that's why they call me cynical but 
But, nope, but, that, but that's why they feel so threatened because they see that if that change takes place, that it's interfering with their way of life, the way America used to be. That's why they're so threatened by all this stuff. So it's like we care until well, it hurts our pockets. Well, exactly. you know what? I'm just gonna breeze through these trainings and pretend I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ditto. I, I agree. Yeah, they're, they're bullshit. I. <laughs> it was it was just the concept of like I, you know I'm reading some of the things I'm like why am you know I just I I really I'm just blessed right? I want I really don't want to talk about that part of it but here we are uh so that was your shout out Vanessa Bryant mm-hmm. shout out to Vanessa got it um I know I just want to plug the guys over on the college basketball side Cody and John doing a great job with the content guys please check them out um if you're listening to this before noon Eastern time. Hopefully, you looked at our content and coverage for the March Madness and made wise decisions. Um, so, you know, those guys, shout out to those guys. They have, There is a March Madness hub that uh, we have on BaselineTimes.com where it links all of our content together, expert picks, predictions, players to watch for, all sorts of fun things to look at. And also, shout out to those guys for their time on the podcast earlier this week that i dropped with them so yep those are the guys there just wanted to shout out that is pretty much it there and as always so you guys can find me at baseline chevy on the twitter machine robbie gay where can the people find you at at robin hood with an h and a y on twitter and the gram and as usual gay big sale across both platforms and with that word <laughs>